But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Today we begin our final week of focus on the fruit of the Spirit. And this week we're going to go back and spend time examining self-control, the topic that we looked at this past Sunday, this final fruit of the Spirit. And as we begin this study of self-control this week, I, I think it's helpful for us to remind ourselves of the way that the world defines self-control. It's important to understand the distorted view of an, an understanding of self-control that the world proclaims in connection to or in comparison to a biblical understanding of self-control as God's Word proclaims. So to do that, I went to psychology today to find a definition for self-control. I would not recommend psychology today as a resource for anything to find a biblical worldview uh, on whatever you're looking for. But uh, for this purpose, I wanted, to, I wanted to do this to see how they defined it. And here is the definition that I found. Self-control or the ability to manage one's impulses, emotions, and behaviors to achieve long-term goals is what separates humans from the rest of the animal kingdom. <laughs> there it is, the world's way of viewing self-control. On the one hand, it has some accuracy in it in defining self-control as an ability to manage or to rule over one's impulses, emotions, behavior, but on another hand, it twists and distorts the truth of self-control by making humans no different than animals. And nothing biblically could be farther from the truth. Self-control is one of the many things about humans that points to the evidence that God created us, mankind, uniquely different than the rest of His creation that humans are not a part of the animal kingdom, that we are completely separate from the animal kingdom. We've been created in the image of God with great purpose in this world and potential for relationship with our Creator. Self-control points to that reality. And missing this means everything in understanding how to truly deal with self-control. Because the Bible tells us this, that biblically speaking, you and I on our own have a lack of self-control. The evidence of that is the reality that every single one of us sin, all of us, do the things that we know we shouldn't do. And we've all failed to do the things we know we should do. Every one of us have sinned. We've lacked self-control to control our emotions and our behavior and our attitudes and our actions. And God's Word makes it clear, as Jesus said in John 8:34, that everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. In other words, on our own, we lack self-control. We don't 
truly have the control to truly manage and rule over ourselves in a way that would allow us to be fully obedient to God. It's impossible on our own, but by God's grace, self-control is possible through Him. That's what Galatians 5.23 reminds us, that it's a fruit of the Spirit. It's something that God can produce in our lives. What we lack, He can overcome by His power and His presence through the gift of the Spirit in your life and in my life. So today, let's take a moment to reflect on the reality of the lack of self-control we have on our own. Let's take a moment to thank God and praise God that we are different than animals. We've been created with ability and we've been created in the image of God. And although sin has marred that by God's grace, He has redeemed us and is changing us and growing us shaping us into His image again through Christ. Let's ask God today to, in our hearts and in our minds, take over His Spirit to rule and give us by His presence and His power a godly self-control to be able to obey and honor and please Him.